Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Good morning this morning. We're glad to have you with us again. We're going to be talking today about what happens when a nation forgets God. And I think this is very relevant for today because this is exactly what we're seeing happening, not only in America, but all over the world. There are very few nations that are putting God first. You could probably count them on one hand. Out of over 200 nations that we have today. So I want you to listen carefully as we talk to you this morning and realize that I'm not just talking about someone else way out there or something that happened in the past, but this is happening today. And we need to do something about it. Because if we don't, we're going to find that what we have today is mild compared to what is going to happen later if we don't wake up and do something rather quickly. And that thing that we need to do is to turn back to God. If we don't turn back to God and let God be God in our lives and in our nation, it is a downward hill all the way. We hear rumblings in the past in our back behind us, and some people say, well, that could never happen in America, or that couldn't happen in my nation, but there's something about it. When a nation forgets God, it opens its doors open to all kinds of things that are happening right now, and we need to come to reality and realize What is happening is not a result of our economy going bad or of this thing and the other. The basic thing that is, the basic thing is that we have forgotten God. That we have put God on the shelf, so to speak. And we've decided we don't need God. And if we haven't woken up if we haven't awakened by now to realize how much we need God, then we are really in bad shape. And many of us need to wake up today. The Bible is quite clear on this thing. And like I told you last week, the Bible is God's word. And the Bible is truthful. That's the reason why so many people don't want the Bible, they want to trash the Bible because it is so truthful. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 9, 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell, all the nations that forget God. And that's a statement that some people say, well, that was way back there in Bible times. But we have gotten a lot more intelligent than those people were. Or it, we can get around this 
and all we need to do is keep working on it, and we'll make it all right. Not if we've forgotten God, we most certainly won't, because it'll just go downhill farther and farther until what we have is definitely not what we want. The sad thing about all of this is God has so many wonderful things for us if we'll put him first in our lives. God wants us to have joy and peace. He wants us to have his love in us, and he wants to show his love to us. He wants us to have a stable society. He wants everything to go just right with us. And if we will let him be God, then these things will happen. But that isn't what we have today. We have an economy that's almost ready to collapse. And I think we all know this. We need to just think about things. We're racing around here and there so fast, going from one thing to the next, that we really haven't sat down to think. And I think we need to do just that this morning. We need to sit down and think about the fact that the reason why we're in a mess is not the things that we're talking about today, but the reason why that we're in a mess and many other nations are in a mess is because of the way we're treating God. I just want you to know today that our nation has had better days than it has now. And the reason why we have had better days than we do now is because we have respected God a lot more than we do now. The sad thing is that there are many organizations that are trying to push God out of every area of our society. They have intentionally and on purpose invaded our schools, invaded our churches, our businesses, our governments, and every area of our society to get us away from God. And I don't know where they want to take us. I don't think they really know. All they know is that they hate God and they don't want to have anything to do with him. So they're doing everything they can night and day to take us away from the foundation that our nation was set on for so many hundreds of years, really, over 200 years. And gradually it has gotten farther and farther away from God. One of the things that really woke me up was what I heard Sunday. And I listened to a person that was interviewing some people that believed in evolution. And he was talking about to them, he said, what if you had a neighbor that was in real trouble? And then you had a dog, your pet dog that was in trouble. And If you had a choice of which one that you would save, which one would you save? All of these people said, I would save my pet dog. 
After all, the neighbor is just a primate like the dog anyhow. I don't know how many people think this way. I hope it's not very many. But I've got an idea that there's way too many. One would be too many. Because people are not just like dogs. We're not primates. We've been made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. We've been made to have fellowship with God, to love our neighbors. The dog is just a dog. It will die, go to dust, and that's it. But a person lives forever. A person has more worth than all the dogs in the universe. And But there's something badly wrong when a person would save their dog before they would save their neighbor. But this is one of the traits of a nation that forgets God. Another trait is the idea of abortion. If we don't want our children, we just abort them. We just go over and and get rid of them. That is not natural affection. So we've lost our natural affection. We've walked away from what would be great and wonderful. It used to be that families took care of their children. Some of the families back there were a lot poorer than what some of our other, our families are today, and yet they took care of their children. I remember my own family. My parents did without a lot of times so that we, the children, could have some things. And I had really some of the best parents that anyone could have had. And I'm sure that what I'm talking about today is not everyone. I would trust that it most certainly is not. But one is too many. And it's just like an infection, that the infection goes to other parts of the body. And what I see today is that our nation is in the last stage. It's at, it's getting ready to collapse if we don't wake up and do something about this. And I'm going to tell you later on what you can do. But I just want to set the stage. I want you to think of what is going to happen if we don't get back to God. This nation, if it's ever going to pull itself out of the problem that it has right now, it's going to have to get back to the true and living God. We have a lot of gods and goddesses around today, and they're promising that they're going to give us hope here and hope there. But we know better than that, don't we? I hope that we do. I trust that we do, that we can understand that our problem can be solved if we'll take the right solution. We can't do it ourselves. We're going to need the true and living God, the creator of the universe, the one who loves us so much that he gave his son 
that we might have life and abundant life. That's the God we need today. We can't be our own God. I think we ought to know that by now. If we know anything, we realize that when we said we didn't need God back there, and we listen to these people that are trying to take God out of every area of our society, that we immediately started falling down. I remember the time when we took Bible reading and prayer out of the schools. And immediately, I looked at the FBI reports, and everything started falling apart. Immediately after we decided to take Bible reading and prayer out of our schools. Now, some people would say it has no place. I'll tell you, it has every place. And our nation was never meant to be a nation without God. It was to be a na- one nation under God. And anyone who will tell you differently is just lying to you. And we've listened to the lies of the devil and his crowd long enough. We need to start listening to God. It's time for us to take our first break. I'm Howard Eugene Wright. This is Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. I trust that I have got you to thinking about getting back to God. We do so much need to do this. This is our number one need. We can talk about students dropping out of school, what I just heard. And, you know, let me just say something about this. If our education leaves God out of it, if we say that we're supposed to have separation of church and state, which really is separation of God and state, whether it's in our schools, our families, or even in our churches, we are barking up the wrong tree. We're going the wrong direction. If we're going to have our students in school, then we should have them in a school that's going to do more than just dumb them down. And one of our big problems today is that we have taken God out of our school system. We've taken God out of our families. The family is under attack today. It has been for a long time, but it's getting worse as the days go by. We have people, men and women, men wanting to marry men and women wanting to marry women. How far have we gone and how insane have we become to have these kind of things going on in the name of common decency, to have teachers that take their students' Bible and throw them in the trash. To reprimand a child that I heard about because 
he wanted to talk about Jesus and took him in the principle and drilled this little child for long enough that he was a total wreck. Where have we gone and what are we doing to ourselves and to our families? It looks as like we're on a dead course. We're on a course of death, not life. And we need to wake up. And I trust that today, before this meeting is over with me on this rivers of living water, that I will be able to help some of you to wake up before the inedible happens. And it will. All the nations that forget God, the Bible tells us, they drop right into hell. Let's think about this for a while. There's a lot of people who have hell on earth today because God has been forgotten. And we need to get back to life rather than death. We want to kill our children before they're even born and things like this. And God has the rivers of living water for us if we'll just let him be the God in our lives. But no, we don't do that, do we? We think we know better. Anyone who thinks that they know better after the things that are happening today, not only in our nation but in a lot of others, there's something badly wrong with us. We need to start thinking we need to have some clear thinking. Now, some people accuse Christians of not being in touch with reality. I think the truth of the matter is anyone that is not a child of God today that has not given their heart completely to the Lord, they're the ones that are out of touch with reality. We can see exactly what's happening. Every Christian knows what is happening today, and we know why. And I'm just telling you right now that we better wake up. And I don't know, I'm not a person to say that tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock in the morning that everything's going to collapse. But I will tell you that if we don't get it right this time, there's no second time around. We've got to get it right now. And we've got to get it right now, today, right this very moment, we've got to start thinking about what we're going to do to turn this thing around. The wonderful thing is we never get so bad that we can't turn it around. It never gets that bad. You know, the Bible in the book of Judges has seven different times that Israel went in bondage because they forgot God. They went to serving other gods. So many today have made themselves a god. They say there's no moral absolutes, so they just kind of make it up as they go along. doesn't matter if it's the pet dog that they need to save. Let the neighbors go where they will. I, You know, this thing really is a terrible situation if this is the way that people think. But it, the thing is, if we have 
just come from animals, if we're just a glorified animal, then those people are right. Why worry about it? But the truth of the matter is, we're not just glorified animals. We are a creation of God with a purpose, with a plan that would make us very happy and very rejoicing, would give us every good thing that we could ever think about. As a matter of fact, the Bible has, tells us that eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered to, into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. It also tells us that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, to those who are the called according to his purpose. There's such a contrast between those that would forsake God and those who would follow God. And the truth of the matter is, anyone and everyone can serve God. It doesn't make any difference in what kind of environment that you're in. I've seen people in the worst kind of environment turn out to be the best people. On the other hand, I've seen people in the best kind of environment turn out to be some of the worst people. And so it's not environment that we're talking about. It's what's inside of us. It's the attitude that we're taking on the inside. If we're running around all the time just trying to get more of our what we want and we don't care about anyone else, we also got to think about the fact that the Bible does very much is tells us that we reap what we sow. And if we sow this kind of stuff, I'll guarantee you we'll reap it. And a lot of people are reaping it today. You don't have to be down and out. You can be up with the Lord. You don't have to be depressed, oppressed. You can have a relationship with God I've been telling you about. You need to listen to what I'm saying. I may not be the best speaker in the world, but I want you to know that what I'm telling you is exactly the truth. From, And I know from years of experience, for over a half a century of experience, a lot of people say don't trust anyone that's, that's over 30 years old. Well, I'm a lot over 30 years old. And maybe you don't want to trust me. You see so many things around you that are not, are not right. But I'll tell you one thing. You can trust God. Everything else, you might have been hurt an awful lot of times. And I can see that. And you may wonder if there's anything that's any good. I want you to know that there is something that's good. And that is God. God wants to pick us up and put us up on a higher level. Some people take the low road. Some people take the high road. The high road is the way with the Lord. The Lord has made a highway of holiness. He's made a way for us that we can keep those Ten Commandments that are in the Bible. We don't keep them just because we have to. We take them, we keep them out of love, out of love for God and love for others. And 
when we really let God have his way like we need to, then God will come into our lives, straighten up all the bad things that are in our lives, the things that we can't do ourselves, and we're totally embarrassed and ashamed of. And that's another thing today. It seems like that there are less things that people are embarrassed and ashamed of than there used to be. And we just need to repent. We need to turn back to God today more than ever before. I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to keep saying it through this program until some of us wake up. It doesn't take very many. If just a few people will wake up and start doing something that will bring their families, bring their community, even bring their church back to God, then it could be like a wildfire. We could have what we refer to as a revival. We could have people that would be turning to God. God would come back to our nation and Things would straighten out rather quickly if we are willing to pay the price of coming back to God. We're ready for our second break. I am Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. I've been trying to wake us up this morning to the realization of our need of getting back to God. If it's just me talking, then it's just one more person talking. One more person a little upset with what's going on in the world today. And they're a dime a dozen, aren't they? And But I want you to look at something in the Bible now. I'm going to go to Psalm 37. I have the Bible in my lap. So when I look down, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed, and I'm not trying to cover anything from you. I'm just looking down at my Bible, and I'm reading my Bible to you, because that is really the source of our help. It doesn't make a difference how many people want to throw it away or how many people have thrown it away. This is really the source of our help. And I'll guarantee you that if you will do what God tells you to do in the Scriptures, in the Bible, then you'll see a great difference in your life, and you can be a help to others. If you're down and out, then how can you help the people around you? And as much as you would like to, you won't be able to. So I want to, in this part of our program today, I want us to look at what the Bible says and to show a way that we can do the right thing. So in Psalm 37, if you have a Bible, why don't you get it and and turn to Psalm 37, and we're going to go 
down through these scriptures, the first part is going to show us how to live a victorious life in God, and the other part is going to give us a contrast between the good people and the bad people, or the wicked people and the righteous people. So let's go through as much as we can on on Psalm 37, and we probably won't get through it in our time, but I want you that you'll go to Psalm 37 and look at the whole thing. But let's just take a look in at some of these things. First of all, in the first verse it says, For fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. So we can just fret and worry and get frustrated about the way the world's going and and all this kind of thing and get and just uh, try to talk to our congress people but the bible tells us not to fret not to worry not to get upset unnecessarily don't lose any sleep don't uh, have a nervous breakdown don't fret yourself because of the evils that is around us We've got to make a positive change. And as long as we wallow in the mud, we'll never get any help. We need to come to a different way. The way we're doing now does not work. We can fret about all the atheists and all the communists and everyone else that's, that's tearing our nation and our world apart. But that won't really do us any good. I have told you about that in the first program, part of the program. But I want you to look at the rest of this. It says they'll be cut down like the green herb, like the grass. And so the way of the wicked, the way of those who have left God out of their lives, the way of those that are trying to cause you to leave God out of your life, they're not going to last forever. We've had tyrants, we've had wicked people stand up many times throughout history, but they've never turned out right. So don't worry about them. Do something else instead. The reason why we have not gotten more success in doing something for our nation We've been fretting too much about what's been going on in the world, what's going on in your family, and what's been going on in your community, and all these things that are before us. But look at this, verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. That's what we, the first thing we need to do is trust in the Lord and do good. So we need to get ourselves right with God so we can trust with Him, and If you're right with God, you will trust Him. And like I said, you can trust God. You may not be able to trust anything else or anyone else, and you may not even think that you can trust what I'm saying. But I want you to know you can trust God. So trust God and do good. And then He gives a promise. So shall you dwell in the land, and verily you shall be fed. We have so many that are on the poverty list today. And I'm talking about physical food. You're also 
fed spiritual food, but I'm talking about physical food today. That why are we so many on the poverty? Why are so many people on the poverty list? Well, for some things, it just that's just the way it is. But on others, it may be because we haven't loved God like we should. Now, everyone that's on poverty, that doesn't mean that they hate God, because that's not the case at all. There are some people that they're just there. The circumstances have brought them there. We've got a lot of people that are homeless today and this kind of thing. It's not because they hate God that they're that way. It's just because that's the way it is. But so... But God did promise that he would make sure that we were fed. And there are basic things we have in life. And the Lord told us that he would take care of those things. And then he says, delight yourself in the Lord. So we need to not only trust him, but we need to delight him in him. And if we really love the Lord then we will delight in him as we see him doing things all around us. We can delight in him, but we're not, we're not in this thing just because of circumstances. We can delight in the Lord whether the circumstances are good or bad, whether we're at the top of the level that people, you know, people call us the top or if we're at the bottom. We can still delight ourselves in the Lord. And we need to do so. We need to delight ourselves in the law of the Lord. And he says, "In uh, delight ourselves in the Lord, I mean. And then he says, so he shall give you the desires of your heart. So if we delight in the Lord, if we love the Lord so much that we want to talk about him, why is it that Christians are all the time talking about Jesus? It's because we love him. We delight in him. We enjoy being with him. And he says he'll give us the desires of our heart. Now, the promises of God are very real. And he will do what he's saying here. He says, commit your way unto the Lord and trust also in him. So we commit our way to the Lord. And when we do that, we're not having our way, we're having God's way. And when we allow God to have his way, it always turns out better than we expected it could. I know this from personal experience. And, when he, and then he gives us another promise, and he shall bring it to pass. Whatever his problem is your problem, whatever your difficulty is today, God will bring it to pass if you will commit it to the Lord. We can commit these things to people, and they may or may not be able to help us. And there's one thing about it. They won't be able to help us spiritually, and many times they won't be able to help us emotionally and as well. But if we will commit these things to the Lord, then the Lord will bring to pass whatever our difficulty is. And it says, He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. So the Lord will bring these things to pass if you will just commit everything that you have to the Lord. 
it goes a little farther. So you trusted the Lord, you're delighting in the Lord, you're committed to the Lord. Look at this one. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. So after we've gone to this extent, then we're resting in him. Don't go impatient with the Lord. The Lord may appear to be too slow. And when we're in a real bad situation, you know, we sit there and we wonder, when's God going to do something anyhow? And this thing is getting more serious by the moment. But I want you to know that God is never too late, and you can wait upon him. And you can be patient and just sit there and wait upon the Lord. He says, fret not yourself because of him that prospers in his way. And this is where our problem comes sometimes. We look around and we see these people that hate God and they seem to, everything seems to be working fine for them and you're loving God and it seems like nothing is going right for you. And so if you're not careful, you can fret because of these people that seem to be prospering. But the thing about people who do not love God and they seem to be prospering, this will be the best life they'll ever have. There's a, ter- a terrible thing ahead for them. So, and because of the man that brings wicked devices to pass, how many are we seeing doing this today that are bringing wicked devices to pass? You know, I went right through the that uh, we better take a break. So this is Howard Gene Wright at TalkZone.com for Rivers of Living Water. Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. This time is really going fast, isn't it? And I've just really scratched the surface of, of things today. And I hope that I've got you to thinking. I hope I've got you to realize that there is something far better for our country and for our world than what we've ever experienced before. There have been times in the past that we've had what we refer to as spiritual awakening or revival. Every time that's happened, we've seen we've seen a change that has always been for the best. We have not always had on our coins in God we trust. It came as a result of of a spiritual awakening. And we not all, we haven't always had on our in our pledge of allegiance one nation under God. But we've been one nation under God in the past. And so I was looking at Psalm thirty seven and the time got away from me. You know when you're looking at at the word of the Lord, it, sometimes that can happen. When I pray sometimes, I think it maybe it's 15 minutes, turns out to be an hour. And when you're with the Lord, it's really a wonderful experience to have. 
And that's what I want all of you to have today. I don't want you to have less than you've got. And I know that any time you have God, you're going to have the very best that you can possibly have. Don't listen to the voices around you that have turned you away from God and made you think that God is a bad word. God is not a bad three-letter word. Love is not a bad word. We need to be committed to one another as well as being committed to God. And if we'll just open up our hearts to the Lord and listen to what I'm telling to you, even though I might be kind of slaying the king's English once in a while, what I want you to know that you can have a change in your life right now. You don't have to wait and until you go to church or anything else. You can just make that change right now while you're listening to this program. Just bow your head and do like the publican did. Say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save me for Jesus' sake. Come into my life and let me, from this time, love you and serve you. Help me to do so. And you start talking like that to God, which can hear you. He's only a prayer away. And you can know him, and you don't have to go through the thing that's getting ready to happen in our nation and our world alone. You don't have to go through it frustrated. You can have a peace that Jesus gives you, that you don't fall to pieces when everything around you is. You can have a joy unspeakable and full of glory that you don't get depressed when everything around you is so depressing. You can have a love in your heart when bitterness is all around you, when hatefulness is all around you. You can have a love that will not quit, that love your neighbors. I had an experience where a person took advantage of me, and uh, yesterday I was further harassed with it. And rather than wanting this person to be destroyed, I started praying for that person. Not only am I praying for that person, I'm also praying for the family. I don't want that person to end up in jail for what he's done. I would not rather see that person repent and turn to God. And that's the way Christians are. We're not out there to make make it rough for you. You know, there's a growing movement today that is blaming Christians for about everything that happens. They're calling us terrorists. If we believe that Jesus is going to come back soon, you got to watch out after those people and things like that. I want you to know that that is the downward trail. And it always happens that way. Look at history. A lot of people don't know history. But look at history. Every time this kind of thing starts happening, where Christians give blame for everything, Terrible persecution breaks out with Christians. We have this in different parts of the world today where it isn't safe to say, I love Jesus. And even in our military today, it's even hard for a chaplain to have a Bible in certain parts of the world where he's at. 
and things like this. There's a movement that's trying to draw us away from God, but we need to get back to God, like I've been saying in this program today. What we're looking at in Psalm 37, just uh, I won't be able to read it all to you. You read it and read it two or three times. Sit down with Psalm 37 and read it today. And then while you're at it, go to Psalm 1 and read that one. It'll be a big help to you in showing you that you really need to get to God. And we don't need another program. We don't need another thing like that. If we'll get back to God, God will help us to do the things we need to do. Um, but it, what the first part of this Psalm 37 is what we call victorious Christian living. It's a cycle of victorious Christian living. There's a person that wrote a book by that name, just a little booklet. And so as we get into this, we get out of it by starting to fret. But if we don't fret about this and the other, if we don't start wringing our hands and getting worried about it and, and getting jealous and and wishing that we could have the same things and getting greedy and that kind of thing, and we'll stay within this loving God, trusting God, committing to God, resting in Him, delighting in Him, and all of these things that it says here, it is like we just keep on getting better and better. Life keeps on getting better and better for it. And so it's a cycle of victorious living. And the last part of it gives a contrast, like I told you, between those that are righteous and those that are wicked, or those that love God and those who don't. And so um, it just seems like the time goes so fast when we're we're talking about this. And, and we've got a few minutes left, and I'm just talking to you from my heart today. And I want you to know that I'm concerned for your needs, that I want to see the best that you can possibly have and the best that our nation can have, the best that my neighbors can have. I I really do love God with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. I love my neighbor as myself. I have no bitterness inside of me. I'm, I see things all around me. I'm not blind. And I can see these things, but the thing is, I know that there is a way that we can get out of this, that there is a way that we can be delivered from this that's happening to us right now. And if we will be like the prodigal son, the Bible tells us about a prodigal son that came to his father and he said, Father, I want you to give me my part of the inheritance. Now, this, this was the younger son, so he didn't get very much. I think he got about a third of the inheritance. And the older son got, I believe, two-thirds. And so the younger son, he thought he'd go out and see the world went out there and he 
wasted his substance, everything that his inheritance, he wasted it on all kinds of living that was not according to God's will. Now, the Father represents the Lord Jesus. He represents God. And so the son went out there, and he was just having a good time. He was eating, drinking, and being merry, and everything seemed to be doing good. But his money ran out. And when his money ran out, his friends ran out. And he ended up in a pig pen feeding the pigs, and he was so much his poverty was so bad he was eating the pig's food. How many of us today are eating pig's food in a in a sense? You know, we're, we're eating everything that these ungodly, wicked people feed us, and we're dying of spiritual starvation rather quickly. But they were eating, he was eating the pig's food. And he sat there and he thought, now wait a moment, my father, the servants over there are a lot better off than I am, and I'm embarrassed and ashamed to go back to my father, but I'm going to go back to my father and I'm going to say, Father, I'm not worthy to be your son. Just make me one of your hired servants. So he went back, heading down the road to do that. His father every day was standing out there waiting for him to come back, hoping and longing that he would. God is looking at this nation, this world today, and he's hoping and longing that we'll come back to him because he doesn't want any of us to be in the mess that we're in. And so the father saw him coming back, and the, the here he was. He'd just gotten out of the pig pen. He was a royal mess. And what happened? He He came to himself, and we need to come to ourselves, don't we? And if we'll do that, we'll find out that the Father is there waiting to receive us. We're nearing the end of our program today. I trust that something I've said will be of help to you today. And come back to God. If you never have known him, then come to him because he's waiting for you. And he wants to give you the very best that you could possibly have. Well, this is Howard Eugene Wright signing off for this time, and this is Rivers of Living Water at TalkZone.com.